There's 162 games of the baseball season and winter comes along just to end it. So the annual problem for a baseball fan is finding a good way to watch it. Like maybe going to the park or watching on TV or just catching the highlights. Watching Donaldson strike out again or seeing Judge hit 62 bombs. Bang! Bogart's leaving town, Kike making plays or Kenley closing the door. Debating with your friends, making dumb bets, or complaining about the umps again. As you can tell, there's a whole lot of stuff to hear before winter comes again. Let's go, y'all. So chill with us, because Gamby and Beal are going to say it all. So chill with us, because Gamby and Beal are going to say it all. Man, Fred, Gamby and Beal made a podcast. Hello and welcome back to season two of the Yank Your Socks Off podcast, a podcast produced by two best friends who despise each other's baseball teams, but love each other anyways. We hope you enjoy. Thank you for tuning in now to the show. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Yank Your Socks Off podcast. I'm one of your hosts, the Yankees fan of this podcast. My name is Andrew Gambardella III and here... Back again, like always, my best friend, my co-host, my confidant, Mr. Matthew David Beal. Beal, how are you doing today? Very good, Gamby. Very good. That's good to to hear. Or very well for the people who are um, more literate than I am. (laughs) Thank you for that clarification. So on today's podcast, other than a a brief literature literature talk, uh, we're going to talk about the NFL will jump into, as always, a little bit of nugget of your time with Beal and his Denver Nuggets, and then to Hurley's Hustlin' Huskies with me um, and my Yukon Huskies. And then we're going to finish today's podcast with a little golf talk. Um, jumping into the NFL, Beal, off, offline, off this prop podcast, we were just talking about a wild, wild wager in which – you want a thousand dollars if Tommy DeVito plays twenty years on the New York Giants, and if he doesn't, I get one dollar. Yep, it seems fair. Now, <laughs> yes, it it seems very fair because the odds should be more lucrative. I I think the fairest odd, like if it was Vegas on this wager, I think they they'd be like one billion to one with with the odds. Obviously, I don't have a billion dollars to put up, but even even a thousand like is the stress of every single game and every single year that Tommy DeVito stays on the Giants. The stress that I'm going to feel over that is, I think, well worth your dollar investment. Yeah, I that that is why I am very hesitant to take this because. I know you're going to jab at me on this podcast. You're going to remind me, Tommy DeVito still on the Giants, and it's going to irk me. And I can see future me three years from now, Tommy DeVito gets a four – after next year, he's a free agent. He gets a four-year extension to be our backup. I will be so scared that he will just be – 20 years is a ridiculous amount of time. It's never going to happen. But that just you say that. But this just brings me into a deeper conversation with any long-term bet. 
it's like the stress of one side of the bet I think is so worth whoever has the long odds side of the bet literally has it golden because the other guy, he's not going to get much in return. If anything at all, this dollar, if we were to do this bet, I would never remember to ask you for this. Actually, I'm probably, I'd probably write it down somewhere, but I'd probably lose that. I, I really would not care about that dollar. Like you, I would forget you would just, you know, it would fade away into the d- distance. So you're really, it's really a thousand to zero. But even other wagers where it's like, I don't know, a thousand dollars to to a hundred dollars for somebody. I remember the hundred, but the stress of, you know, let's say in the next five years, the Giants get to the Super Bowl. You want to make that wager. And I'm like, no way. This team is in shambles. There's no way. Every year there's a chance. And every year that the pressure just builds and builds. And the stress, I think, is worth the hunt in that scenario is worth the hundred dollars yeah to, to me like because the other guy's gonna be freaking out so yeah, yeah hey For i don't sure. want i don't want to freak out um so i'm gonna pass on this one if if the if the reward was a little bit more tantalizing you know i said we talk about literature that's a pretty good word but Regardless of that, if it was more tantalizing, I'd, I'd take the deal. But I, I can't. I can't take $1. That's fair. Um, yeah, I, I mean, some people might look at that as a, a uh, I don't know, a, just kind of a, a baby move there. Um, well, you, you just made my brain go crazy for the last 20 minutes, even before we got on this pod. And even yeah. right now, the last, like, Three or four minutes, I've been going off about what I'm weighing in my head. Even yeah. all of this panic is not worth a dollar. Even you bringing up this wager has literally thrown me for a loop. You have made your dollar investment already. Like, and we, <laughs> I haven't even accepted the, the bet. Yeah. 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 I've got a way around bets. That You're a genius. Yeah. Yeah. You're a genius. And, yeah. and I'm glad I, I, I'm, I'm glad I, that we're not going through through with this. I'm, that's that's all I have to say. If you want to call me a baby for that, if you want to say that I backed out of this and I went in my turtle shell, that's okay. That's okay. I went into my cave. It's hibernation season. I packed away my snacks. I'm good. I don't need the dollar. Yeah. Um, all right. I mean – yeah, this could also be looked at as a forfeit and in in the forfeit of a whoa, bet. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> there was never an acceptance. There was never a drawing of of contracts here. So let's... This let's... down to one fact, that you know Tommy DeVito is going to spend 20 years as the quarterback of the New York football giants. Yeah, but you offered a bet that there was no acceptance officially and uh yeah that can't be a forfeit just because on the off chance on the billion billions upon trillions odds that he somehow is a giants quarterback for the next 20 years and he turns into the next brady that you know i i cannot honestly wait a second i'm looking at this all wrong 
I'm looking at this all wrong. If he's on the Giants for 20 years, that means he's he's got to be a starter for a lot of those years. I mean, for most of those years. And that means he developed into Tom Brady. He won yeah. us six Super Bowls. I would yeah. pay $1,000 20 years from now yeah. to get us six Super Bowls. Okay. I'm looking at this all wrong. Or you could just enjoy the six Super Bowls and not pay $1,000 for it. That's a great point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. I'll enjoy it for free and I'll spend that thousand. I'll spend that thousand to go to a game that I would want to go to to go to one of those Super Bowls. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. Good talk, Bill. Thank yeah. you for throwing me through a loop. You just sent me through the ringer. I felt like I did figure eights for the last 20 minutes. I'm busy. Um yeah. All right. Getting into actual NFL talk and, and about people who are still in the NFL. This past weekend, we had the Chiefs defeat the Bills in in another thriller, another Chiefs-Bills thriller. And without fail, Patrick Mahomes did it again. And he broke the hearts of Bills fans. Bills fans had to suffer yet another loss with hearing and the kick is wide right. And I, I... I am so glad I'm not a Bills fan because that is – I watched the game with three Bills fans and I could I could hear a pin drop after after that kick was missed. It was one – of, one of the fans was brought to tears. I won't name names. Um, but, uh, yeah, it, it was a very sad sight to see and I'm sure all Bills fans. And, and it looked like in that stadium there was just nothing. It was just – shock and uh on the faces it, it kind of looked like an endless endless pain and suffering for bills fans I, I i can't express to you how i just feel for them i i do because their hope gets built up and you know the giants a lot of times we're bad or we back into the playoffs low expectations we go on a miracle run wonderful When's the last time the Giants had a quarterback like Josh Allen? Never. When's the- uh, Eli. Uh, oh my God. <laughs> we the Giants have never had a top five quarterback in the NFL. Never. That is blasphemy. What do you-, you don't deserve to be on this podcast if you don't consider Eli never a top five quarterback in his career. Not a single year in his existence was he a top That's four shit. We're talking about the regular season. Uh, that's horseshit. At the end of the regular season. He was literally a Pro Bowl quarterback four times. That, that means basically puts you in the top five. Tyler Huntley made the Pro Bowl last year. Let's 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 We're let's... not talking about twenty twenty three. Huntley was pretty good last year. I don't think it's blasphemous to say Eli Manning was never a top five quarterback when he was a quarterback in the league with his brother. Ben Roethlisberger, Drew Brees, and Tom Brady throughout all of those years. Those are four players. And Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers slash Brett Favre in the beginning. He of beat the Aaron Rodgers. Oh, my God. <laughs> There's not a single point in time, it, it, except when Rodgers was on the bench with Favre playing. There's not a single point in time where Eli, any of those years, was better than Rodgers, unless, except for that one year of Rodgers – Tore, I think he tore his knee up 
and missed an entire season, except for that year. I don't think it's blasphemous to say that. If you want to go year for year, I, I don't know how we would even do that. We can make a whole one day we're gonna do that. We can make a whole show out of that. We yeah. could literally make a whole show out of that. Was Eli top five in starting in two thousand three? If you can convince me, we'll do we'll we'll do a dollar bet either way. If I convince you he was never top five and you convince me that he was top five in any given year, I'll give you a dollar. Okay. How about that? But fair? I will convince you. Fair. I think yeah. that I think that's a fair wait wager. And on top of this, and you I'll give throw... me a thousand dollars, and I'll give you. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I was gonna say I'll throw on top of the fact, and I'll say that Eli, that uh, Tommy DeVito, is is a starting caliber NFL quarterback. If you prove to me that Eli Manning was top five any any year in his existence, because he just turned the ball over way too much. Didn't have the rushing stats. Oh my god! And was never on a team that won oh my won, won a ton of games. So like it, it just <sighs> yeah. I you know that I I mean we keep going back to the Giants and we should be talking about who's actually left in the NFL. But I I think we're going off on good tangents here. But before we we go back to the actual the point back to what the show was supposed to be today, I do want to express that Eli Manning is the best quarterback to ever put on a Giants jersey trailed very ever put on a football jersey oh my god trailed slightly by Phil Sims but Eli Manning I miss him I miss his sarcasm I miss his leadership I and I tell you this all the time I didn't think I was going to be saying this at the tail end of Eli's years I truly miss having Eli Manning as Giants quarterback he was durable he was dependable and uh, yeah, I, I I still do miss Eli. All right, Pio. two Ds. Can we get back durable and dependable? Yeah, durable and dependable, and dependable yeah. to throw an interception at least every other game, without a doubt. Probably most. Well, at least he doesn't fumble four times a game. Oh, uh, you're taking a shot at Daniel Jones now. Yeah. All right. This sucks. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we covered Chiefs Bills. <laughs> I guess slightly by talking about Eli Manning somehow, but Mahomes <laughs> does it again. He gets he gets to the end AFC Championship game. Six out of six years he's been a starter. He's been to the AFC Championship game. I don't know why we're shocked at this point. He just does it every year. He wins his first first road playoff game and his first attempt on a road playoff game. I don't I don't get the people who were saying he couldn't win on the road. It's just that's blasphemy and. Uh, if we wanted to find blasphemy, but in the other game in the AFC, the Ravens, the Ravens take down the Houston Texans and CJ Stroud pretty easily in that second half. It was tied 10, 10 at half. It looked like it was going to be a good game, but the Ravens defense, I mean, from start to finish, unbelievable. The Texans needed a punt return to score a touchdown. Beal, the way the Ravens are, are playing with Lamar Jackson at the helm, do you think, they take care of business at home against Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. Oh yeah. Yep. Oh wow. Yeah. Okay. I yep. I mean I when Patrick Mahomes is an underdog, I will never bet against them. Never. There there's just it never. It, it it just doesn't make sense. He's the best quarterback of this generation, and potentially 
you know, if he wins a Super Bowl this year and gets to his third already, he's well on his way to being undoubtedly the second best quarterback of all time. On his way, I said a keyword, on his way. He obviously hasn't passed Montana and and a lot of other solid court like Peyton Manning and and the career he was able to put up. But as as long as he's able to stay healthy and and he looks, uh, he's so great. And he doesn't even have receivers to throw the ball to. He's got a rookie, Rasheed Rice, uh, who is is developing into a great player, but right now is not a fantastic player. And then he's got McCole Hartman. Marcus Valdez, Scantling, Kadarius, Tony. I mean, this guy can do it with anybody. I'm taking the Chiefs in that game. Yeah. Okay. I mean, for good reasons, but I've got the Ravens for better reasons, and, and that's because their colors in the Super Bowl logo. <laughs> Fair enough. You're hinting. You're hinting. You're hinting at the conspiracy theory that a lot of people are talking about. Um, the logo. We'll get to it after our little, our quick. Um, NFC talk in the NFC. We had the Niners beat the Packers thanks to another Carlson missed field goal by the Packers, and the Packers Cinderella dream comes up short. Jordan Love has supplanted himself as a top ten quarterback in the league, definitely top half quarterback in the league, and looks like a franchise quarterback with this run. Although he had an awful interception to end that game with plenty of time left to get in field goal range. Um, that's the silver lining. I told my mom, who's a huge Bears fan, that, you know, maybe he isn't going to be yet another franchise quarterback for the Packers. Maybe the Packers won't just go from Favre to Rodgers to Love seamlessly and make every other franchise look like idiots. Uh, maybe that won't be the case. But the Niners come out with the dub. Somehow, some way, they got the dub in rainy conditions in Santa Clara, and now they get to host – America's team. Detroit Lions took care of business at home against Tampa Bay. After a lot of people said they won their Super Bowl last week against the Rams, myself included, I thought they were going to lay a dud this week and get upset at home. They did not. They took care of business. They got tons of weapons on offense. Besides Aiden Hutchinson on defense and CJ Gardner-Johnson to a smaller degree, there's not much to be desired on that defense. It, it has not been a great defense all year long. They stopped the run, but they cannot stop the pass. I think the Niners are going to end yet another Cinderella dream and defeat another NFC North team and take down the Lions. Beal? Um, I am going to stand by the team that I picked from the start of the playoffs in the Detroit Lions. Um, I mean, but, if the Niners win, then that follows the conspiracy theory. Yeah, but, there we go. There we go. But, I mean, I got to have faith in the team that I picked. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to stand by them, even though it would be going against the conspiracy theory. Okay. I, I like how you stood by them. Uh my prediction of Chiefs Niners very much in play, and that's what I'm I'm sticking to. I think the Niners are going to win it all, and uh, and I think that that theory holds true. You've hinted at the logo theory. Now the past couple Super Bowls, the NFL has released the NFL Super Bowl about a month before the the regular season ends, and in 2021, that logo was 
was yellow, a little bit of yellow, and mostly orange. And we got Bengals-Rams in the Super Bowl. And the, the team that was least resent, represented in that logo, the Rams, with the yellow being not the majority color in that logo, ended up winning the Super Bowl. 2022, it was red and green. It was Christmas colored. Yeah, it was released right around Christmas time. And I, I think people thought that's the reason why. No, it wasn't the reason why, because we got the Philadelphia Eagles in green, Kansas City Chiefs in red. Yet again, the least represented color, red in that logo, the Chiefs end up winning the Super Bowl. This year, the logo gets released and it's purple and red. And everybody right away says, oh my gosh, this NFL thing might actually be rigged based on this logo. They might be telling us who's going to be in the Super Bowl a month before the regular season's even over. And and it both of those teams that people have hinted at, the Ravens and Niners, still in this playoffs. I know there's there's a lot of other teams with red in the league, but not a no other teams that were the one seed in in the NFC, not even close. I mean, the Buccaneers you could have made, I guess they're sort of red as well. Um, so they could have rung true for that too. But purple, nobody else even has purple in their logo in the league other than the Ravens. If I'm not, I think I'm right about that for the most, I think. Uh, the Vikings? Yeah, definitely not right about that. But sure, the Vikings weren't even really in playoff contention at that point. Purple was, purple, everybody just thought was the Ravens. So yes. Yeah. Now, that logo is mostly purple. So To me, even before these championship games, I think the Niners are going to beat the Ravens in the Super Bowl. Like, I I don't even know why I guess Niners-Chiefs. Like, I'm wrong. Yeah, you very well could be. Like, but I I don't know. We'll see, but maybe they just didn't want to make an all-red, you know, Super Bowl logo. Um, Yeah, that would be difficult to do, yeah. Yeah, because they need two colors. Right, right. And I, and every year they've been a different two colors. Like orange and yellow, green. Oh, actually, never mind. I, that my whole thought process there because they did green and red and then just, just did purple and red. They could have done purple and blue. You know, why didn't they do purple and blue and just mix in different colors? Yeah, th- this theory is bad. And, and to make matters worse, I don't know if you saw this, but a small town news company put Usher and Post Malone to perform at this year's Super Bowl this with the matchup being both one seeds Niners versus Ravens that oh, no that news report came out this past week uh, across like it was a headline at the bottom of the screen it's like they already know what's going to happen this stuff's rigged like yeah. I, you know obviously there's a lot of money involved and it's an entertainment business and i get you know the refs could sway things a little bit but these guys are playing to win. Like you see heartbreak week in and week out. I saw heartbreak on every one of those Bills players and, and Packers players that lost this weekend. Um, less so the Packers because they were on a Cinderella run, but the Bills, they they were their Super Bowl window is now. You know, and the Lions, I think, will be devastated. I think they think they have a team that can compete this weekend. So I'm hoping that I think the NFL at this point kind of needs both of those teams not to win. Yeah. Yeah. One of them can win, but not both. Right. Right. 
Yeah, I think people would be looking very poorly at the NFL if that were to happen. Um, we're getting to a point where it's almost just uh, uncanny that, you know, there is no coincidence. So I, I feel like, uh, you know, the NFL might might push it in the other direction. Maybe uh, maybe purple and red actually means uh, light blue and um, red. <laughs> Yeah, okay. <laughs> Light blue and yellow. We'll use the Chiefs secondary right, color because right. apparently it's always red. Sounds good. So, what yeah. do you need to get purple? Is that what? Blue and red put blue together? Red. Yeah, yeah. Oh. So the Lions versus the Chiefs actually yeah. means that the Ravens win. Yeah. 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 So the Ravens will always win. <laughs> Except when the Niners do. <laughs> that makes sense. Yep, yep. I think we just nailed that. We nailed it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, that ties up our NFL talk. I think I think that was the smartest, best segment of NFL talk anybody could ever produce. Colin Coward, yeah. try that. You know, try that on yeah. for size. Yeah, and uh, if you make any comments about Eli, Colin, then you can fuck off. <laughs> Yes, he can. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I know he's going to say some shit. <laughs> that does it with our talk for this professional sport. But Beal, let's let's head to you for a nugget in time, and let's let's bring us a little a little look see into the NBA. How are your Denver Nuggets do? We're just it's your nugget of time. Do with with it with what you may. Um. So. Yeah, I mean, the Nuggets are looking great. We had a tough away stretch. Uh, had to play the, the Sixers um, on the road, the Celtics on the road, uh, the Wizards, who aren't very good, but we played them on the road. And then we continue uh, into Indiana, who has been really good, and then uh, New York, the Knicks, uh, who have been uh, pretty solid. So this is a tough stretch, and the Nuggets have been – uh, kind of cruising through it, had a tough loss to the Sixers by five points, but uh, beat the Celtics um, at the buzzer uh, on a great defensive play by KCP to stop uh, Jason Tatum and then um, beat the Wizards, who, again, like I said, kind of suck. But we got the Pacers coming up tonight and the Knicks coming up on Thursday. So, um yeah, I, I think this away stretch will give us a really good idea of who the Nuggets are and uh, how they're going to become playoff season when, when those are teams that are, uh, you know, near the level that we'll be playing. Obviously, there's a couple of Eastern teams in that lineup, so we uh, obviously won't be playing them in the playoffs unless we uh, see them in the finals. But, um, but those are some of the top teams in the East. So I think it's really good test of us, uh, test of the Nuggets and uh, how we play down the stretch. And I mean, that Celtics game was an all time game. Um, I'm not sure if you caught any of it, but holy shit, it felt like playoff atmosphere. It was just absolutely incredible. Um, yeah, just, I, I didn't see any of it. If that answers your question. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, Jason Tatum was incredible, um, but the Nuggets were just better, and, and Jokic did his thing and um, ended up with uh, 34, 12, and 9. Um, and 
Jamal had 35 points. So totaling between Jamal and Jokic was 69 points for the Nuggets uh, of their 102 scored. So, I mean, I just love to see those two go at it and play their little two ball game. And um, it's just so much fun. Uh, And beating the Celtics was was a nice cherry on top because they have been by far one of the best teams in the NBA this year. So so that was a good game. It was fun to watch. But, yeah, I don't know. That's kind of where we're at. Nuggets doing pretty well. Um, but, yeah, uh, right now going through our middle-of-the-season tests against um, some of the top teams in the East, and let's just keep going. All right. Sounds good. Also, that was uh, the Celtics' first loss at home this year. Impressive. Impressive. They started 20-0. and 0. All the, you know, on Instagram, that's the only social media I, I ever go on. The the one of the me like memes I've seen is like Jokic um for some reason comes up on my page and it's him just like it's it's just random people just like laying back in their chairs with like sunglasses on, just chilling on a beach, and it's the, the meme is like Jokic playing against any team, anybody, anywhere, anytime. He's like he just shows up doesn't even like seems like he doesn't even want to be there gets a dub every single time no way you know he doesn't care if he scores and like some of them are like and and this was his his stat line after he shot two for two with 26 assists and 10 rebounds it's like who is this guy like i i don't i don't know what kind of lab jokic was made in but he is everything that anybody could ever want in a basketball player he just yeah. he just cares about winning and you know that's it yep that's that's all it is i didn't i, I didn't ex- i didn't explain that meme well at all i i really didn't but i mean the the motto i got out of that is Jokic just shows up and gets dubs and he makes it oh, look, yeah. makes it look way too easy oh yeah yeah he does he does and it's so fun to watch. Um, it's just, it's kind of comical how, how bad he makes everyone look. But, uh, but yeah, I don't know. It's been, it's been a good year of the centers, honestly, a couple of years uh, of the centers. But Embiid put up seventy last night, I think, and Cat put up like sixty-two. I, I dislike Cat a lot, but um, that's pretty impressive. And Embiid, obviously, with seventy, is like out of this world. Like as a incredible game so um yeah uh, i mean i think we're fortunate to be watching a couple of the greatest centers of all time and uh, i mean i'm just trying to take it all in and uh enjoy it yeah you do enjoy that i hope you do because i am enjoying the yukon men's basketball team as well another great basketball team hurley has his boys hustling all over the court. The number one team in the nation for the second week in a row. They took care of business at Villanova. Yes, it it at the final score was a one-point game, but Villanova guard comes down and shoots a half quarter as time expires, and it goes in to lose by one. So I'm pretty sure it was a bad beat for a lot of people because like, I'm pretty sure – from what I've seen, the line in that game was UConn minus three and a half, and they were up four 
with the guy shooting a half quarter at the buzzer um, to only lose by one. So that's a bad beat for a lot of people who've been on UConn. And to those, I, uh, I feel sorry for, but to just us fans who don't, who don't do, don't gamble um, like me, I'm really happy with, with the way this team has, has run Caravan Spencer and Newton make up one of the best three headed monsters scoring in the league. And then, when you have a lottery pick and then another first rounder as your two other starters, you're going to be a pretty solid team. Um, and then you have a senior guard off the bench in Hassan Diara, who has played exceptional as a firecracker off the bench as the sixth man. And uh, Samson Johnson as well, junior, uh, to, to give you depth down low. This team can go a long way. They're going to lose some games in in the Big East because the Big East is tough week in and week out. It's very hard to win on the road in the Big East, but this, this, this is the first team that I, I mean, I'm disclaimer. I'm very biased. When I say this, this is the first team that I have seen since that Florida, those Florida teams in 08, 09 that I think actually has a great chance of going back to back. Yeah. Well, Good for the Huskies. Um, I mean, I haven't watched a lot of college basketball, but I believe it when you say it because you're usually pretty hard on your own teams. And uh, when you say they have a chance, I believe they have a chance. I'm just enjoying because they're absolutely just fun to watch game in and game out. They play exceptional basketball. And I haven't rooted for a team that's this good in a long time. Like even last year, UConn's team was, was what, a a four, a four seed going into the tournament. So, you know, they were, they were hanging around the, the you know, the teens and twenties all year ranked, you know, losing some games they shouldn't have. They didn't even, they didn't even get to the finals of the big East tournament. Like they, they got bounced early in that tournament and then they just went on an incredible run and that was awesome. But the expectations on this team is championship or bust and, and they've backed it up with the pressure that they put on as the national champions and they get everybody's best week in and week out and they still beat them. This team, this team's exceptional. Um, and I, I'm enjoying this cause they, uh, obviously it's not, it's probably just this year, you know, next year they're, they'll probably be decent, but you lose a lot of guys and uh, you know, you don't take things for granted. So I'm not taking this season for granted. I am watching every single minute of every game. Um, I had this game on while watching the game Saturday night, um, the football game, uh, Niners and Packers was on the TV and I had this game on my phone while I'm, I'm, I was hosting a watch party and I'm watching UConn on my phone. So I'm nuts. I'm a fanatic. That's for sure for the UConn Huskies, but I am also a fan of our alma mater basketball. And just, just before, you know, I stopped talking about Hurley's hustling Huskies and, and this little segment about college basketball I do want to say South Carolina is 15 and three, three and two in the SEC, and they get a huge opportunity at home against the number six team in the country, Kentucky, today at seven. So if you weren't going to tune in, tune in on ESPN. That's a free ad to ESPN, I guess, but sure. Cool. <laughs> South Carolina Gamecocks with the potential to upset Kentucky at home. It's going to be. It's going to be nuts in Colonial Life Arena this night. And I uh, I can't wait to watch that game. I'm going to tune in. 
Yeah, me neither. I didn't realize we were playing tonight, but yeah. Uh, South Carolina has been just outside the rankings, I feel like, all year long. So um, I'm hoping we could get a meaningful win here and prove to people that we're better than, you know, just being able to beat the, the lower-end SEC team so far. So Yeah, the yeah. the thing with them is South Carolina hasn't won a – you know, hasn't – doesn't have – that big resume win you know there's yeah. there are three wins in the sec are arkansas uh missouri and mississippi state uh missouri hasn't won a game in the sec arkansas has only won one and mississippi state's two and three so none of those games are great kentucky sixth team in the country four and one in the sec they win they beat a team like kentucky they beat a team like tennessee or auburn all those teams being top 10 teams they're going to have opportunities this year, and this is one of them at home against Kentucky. So I hope they take care of business. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, sure that that does it for me with my segment. To finish out today's show, we're going to talk a little golf because in one of the most shocking things in years, um, Nick Dumlap, an amateur, a sophomore at the University of Alabama, won a PGA Tour event this weekend in the final group, final pair pairing. He was grouped with Justin Thomas and Sam Burns. And he beat he beat a ton of other – I think it was a field of over 100 golfers. He wins this tournament by shooting 29 under par. In round three, he went 12 under par. And I, I mean, this is this is just an incredible story. Obviously, he doesn't get to get paid because he's an amateur, um, but but he's only twenty years old. He's going to be a pro in the future. It was an incredible showing, um, and I mean, hats off to this to this at to this stud. I mean, th- this is this is a y- another young star in the golf game coming through the ranks. He's the last amateur to win a PGA Tour event since Phil Mickelson. Phil Mickelson did that before me and you were born, Beal. So, I mean, this is an incredible feat, once-in-a-generation-type feat. And I'm pretty sure he's the first golfer since Tiger Woods to win um, the U.S. Amateur and Junior Golf Amateur or Junior Golf something. That's pretty incredible. Yeah, so – He's, 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 he's coming. So yeah. Yeah. Watch out other pros. Cause this, this kid has some magic in his swing and, and that putter. Whew. Whew. Watch him get paid like billions of dollars by live. Yeah. Yeah. That, that would be, that would be pretty funny. Yeah. Uh, honestly, if, uh, if Liv came to him and said, you know what? You can't make any money yet. Just drop out, drop out from the University of Alabama and uh yeah, just come play. You know, come yeah. play with us. We'll, just play we'll a sign. couple. Yeah, yeah, we just signed we've just signed for uh, you know, John Rahm over five hundred million. We'll fifty, you know, easy. That's yeah. pocket change. Yep. Easy money. And then you got the greatest young golf player in the world. Yeah, I think it's a good investment on on their part. 
probably. I think Nick Dunlap's going to stay in school, though. I think he's going to going to get his degree. Yeah, yeah. But great story, and in that final pairing, Justin Thomas, an all-time great, that came from the University of Alabama. He gets to play that whole final round with him. That's, I mean, this is a dream come tr- dream come true, obviously, for yeah. anybody, any young golfer. So. Props to, to Nick Dunlap. Congrats. Um, can't wait to see um, his ascension into uh, being an absolute stud. But, uh, yeah, that does it for our sports sports talk. Um, but on the same line of golf, Beal, we've, we've come to the name of our, uh, our YouTube channel, our Golf Loot YouTube channel that we'll be, we'll be creating videos together for um, – Bill, would you like to release the name of that channel? Yep, yep. Um, the name of the channel will be Faith and Fairways. Oh yeah, that's beautiful. It is beautiful. It is I think it's got a nice ring to it. Um, and uh, and really, what we're gonna bring? I, I think golf is a great example, and sports in general are a great example of of what uh, of just. I mean, the opportunities God, God gives to us and honestly how beautiful golf is when the sunset comes down, you're going up 18, some of the unbelievable shots that, that people hit, you just, any hole in one ever hit, it's like, there's, there's, there's a greater, there's, there's a greater power out there without a doubt. Yeah. Um, and, uh, I think to share a little bit of, of, of our insight and our faith and also, our subpar golf games. I, th- I think it'll be a pretty, a, f- a very fun loving golf channel. And I, I can't, I can't wait to start it with you, Bill. Yep. Yeah. It'd be fun. It'd be fun. Being, being able to get out on the course and then also being able to play somewhat uh, together, even though virtually will be a lot of fun and haven't been able to do that in a long time since college. So, yeah, I think with this, um, with this channel too. I think, I think we should make it, make it a goal of ours, not, a, but like to book at least once every, every year we play a round of golf and that is our major because yeah. we're in person. Otherwise, like otherwise we're doing these little virtual matches, virtual nine hole matches or three, you know, three hole little matches that we do. And we just piece together you know, par four, par five, par threes together, or three par fours in a row. And we have a, a pseudo match. Obviously we're going to play to the best of our abilities because we have no idea how each other are playing. Um, but we, I think, I think that'll be fun. We do these little virtual matches and, and I will have faith that I, I will, uh, that I will beat you time and time again. Yeah. You wish. <laughs> I do. I, I mean, you're the high school golfer and I'm uh I'm the guy who was convinced that golf was a sport just uh, just a couple of years ago, and have now fallen in love with it. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I I can't wait. Um, but that does it for us today. As always, enjoy your sunsets, your sunrises, your brunches, your lunners. We love y'all. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for supporting us. Um, and and I can't wait to to bring out this channel for y'all. Um, I think it'll be an absolute blast. Uh, but that does it for us. Beal, take us out. Eli is elite.